This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, August 18, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. A new report says that most of the corporations that do business in the United States manage to avoid paying corporate income taxes, exasperating many politicians who would like to get a chunk of that change. Cato Institute senior fellow Dan Mitchell, co-author of the new Cato book, Global Tax Revolution, says there's more to the numbers than meets the eye. The Government Accountability Office has just released a report saying that a significant share of corporations, whether controlled by domestic shareholders or whether subsidiaries of foreign companies, uh, don't pay a tax in selected years. And a lot of politicians have said, this is a scandal, this must mean something's going on, because of course they're always greedy for more revenue. Uh, but the report, frankly, doesn't say anything terribly surprising. We know that there are lots of companies out there, say auto companies, airline companies, that are losing money. So it's hardly a surprise that in some years they don't pay any tax. We also know that small companies, uh, the ones that are just formed in their early years, very rarely make money. Uh, Most new companies are money-losing propositions, and of course, a lot of them wind up going bankrupt. So the fact that a lot of companies aren't paying taxes in some years— is really a non-story. It's only the politicians who want to somehow use the story as an excuse to try to grab more power and more revenue. They're the ones that are making it a big issue. If the GAO wanted to do a good study, it would have said not only how many companies didn't pay tax, but how many companies didn't earn profits. Because without knowing what share of companies didn't earn profits, it's totally meaningless to have figures on what share of companies didn't pay tax. In, the, in this report, how many of the companies that they're talking about are, are one-man shops? Well, you have to be incorporated, presumably, to be considered a corporation. Uh, uh, and without uh, get it, knowing the details of the methodology that the GAO used, it's very hard to make that kind of assessment. But they did clearly look at both big companies and small companies. Now, what their definition of small companies was, maybe that's described in the appendix, but I confess that I don't have that detail at the tip of my tongue. But again, the fundamental issue is, if the companies made money, did they pay tax? And this report doesn't answer that at all. Because if it answered that question, then we could have a very interesting discussion. Why didn't they pay tax? Was it because of loopholes in the corporate tax system that the politicians put there in exchange for campaign cash? Uh, And maybe hopefully, we would have actually had a discussion about whether America's high corporate tax rate is driving jobs and investment to other countries. So the profits are being earned there instead of in America, because if you're a company, you obviously don't want your profits earned where the tax rate is highest. And unfortunately, today, that's in America. In any case, companies that operate in the United States are doing business in the United States paying salaries in the United States, and those individuals presumably are paying taxes. Oh, there's no question that companies are, even the companies in this GAO report, are paying a lot of tax. What the GAO was looking at is just the taxes on corporate income. So they're not counting the payroll taxes paid on behalf of employees. They're not counting the personal income tax paid on behalf of employees, the unemployment compensation, unemployment insurance taxes. I mean, companies are basically cash cows for politicians, and that's actually a bad thing. We should want our companies to have a lower tax rate because that benefits all of us as workers, as consumers, as shareholders. There's a very important issue when we're looking at if the GAO had looked at corporate profits, 
why would those taxes be high or why would they be low? Because we have a very uh, perverse tax system, both for individuals and for companies. It's sort of a bizarre mix of class warfare provisions, i.e. the high tax rates on successful entrepreneurs, successful companies. Yet, at the same time, we have the worst of all worlds in terms of special interest loopholes and special preferences and sort of this industrial policy through the tax code. So on the one hand, we punish rich people with high tax rates, which is kind of dumb because we should want more rich people in America, not less. Yet on the other hand, the politicians have spent 90 years creating one of the most complicated, if not the most complicated tax system in the world. And of course, who knows how to manipulate a complicated tax system? It's rich people and big companies. Wouldn't it be a lot better if we just scrapped the whole thing and had a very simple, very neutral, low-rate tax system, such as a flat tax? And that way, the government wouldn't be persecuting rich people and companies, yet it wouldn't be giving them special favors in exchange for campaign cash either. That's the kind of system that we should have. That's the kind of issue that it would have been helpful if the GAO had researched that, because we now have 25 countries around the world with flat tax systems. We have lots of other countries with low-rate tax systems. There's all this evidence around the world that it would be very useful for the GAO to look at that and to examine how America would better prosper if we had that kind of tax regime. Dan Mitchell is co-author of the new Cato book, Global Tax Revolution. You can order your copy today at Cato.org.